Welcome to Undisguided Podcast, brought to you by Maria Dornell, Realtor, helping families open the doors to their dream homes. Hello, Undiscouted family. I'm your host, Corey Felton, and today for the season finale, I have a WNBA player, Crystal Thomas. How you doing, Crystal? I'm doing great, Corey. Thanks so much. Thank you so much for having me. Man, it is a pleasure to have you on, Crystal. I look to talk to you about a lot of stuff. So, man, thank you for coming on. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, Crystal, you had an incredible career from high school to the pros. Can you just share with the family your journey? Uh, Yes, Um, I'm just super thankful for my journey. And I think the first thing that I want to make sure I say is, you know, nothing that I did, nowhere that I went from high school to the pros happened um, without the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, he's the one who gave me this basketball talent. Um, but I grew up, you know, I'm, I'm a Florida girl, born and raised in Orlando, lived in Orlando until I left for college. So I am native to the state of Florida. And I promise you there was a time when I was not uh, a professional athlete. If you ask anybody, if you saw me in seventh grade, you probably would have been like, that girl needs to go and sit down somewhere because I was tall, I was lanky, I was gangly, I tripped over myself, I was always hurt. You know, I was I was a little questionable for a little while, but um, I grew physically. I had a huge growth spurt, and once that kind of grew into myself and grew into my body, that was when my career really started to take a change, which was about in eighth grade. Um, that's when someone told me that I could make a career out of playing basketball. So I had to just get my body together a little bit, you know, and praise the Lord that I was able to do that. And that's where I started. Um, I played high school at the first Academy uh, here in Orlando. We won two state titles when I was there. I was fortunate enough and blessed to be a McDonald's all McDonald's all American, um, a WBCA all American. I was in the sport of basketball I was the Gatorade Florida Player of the Year, among several other accolades. Um, and so that's where I started in high school. Beyond high school, I played for the USA U19 team. I won a gold medal with that team um, between my senior year of high school and then moving on to my freshman year of college. I went to Duke University for school, truly loved playing there. It was my dream school. I ran around as a kid telling everybody I was going to Duke even before I knew what it was. Um, I told everyone I was going to do, but uh, thankfully that wasn't just a dream. It became a reality. I was recruited there, played at Duke all four years of um, my collegiate career there. We won two ACC titles, regular season and tournament titles while I was there. We went to the Elite Eight twice. Um, uh, someone told me I was good at rebounding, so that was my strength when I played. And then my senior year, I was drafted to the WNBA. I was drafted to the Seattle Storm in 2011. And from there, um, I went on to play almost 10 years as a professional basketball player. I played for a couple different teams in the WNBA, most recently for the Washington Mystics. I played overseas as well. Um, I played in France, China, Spain, Turkey, and most recently in South Korea. Um, And a little over a year ago, I decided to hang up my Nikes. I decided to uh, end my basketball career, but could not have been more happy, more thankful, more blessed for the career that I had and everything I was able to accomplish as a player. I'm just super thankful for the opportunity. 
And now I give back to the youth and take everything that I've learned and inspire this next generation of players and instill with them the things that I've learned, the good, the bad, the ugly, everything in between throughout my career um, and just pour it into the youth in this next generation. Man, Miss Thomas, that is one journey from not knowing what to do as a middle schooler to <laughs> yeah. becoming a professional player. That mm-hmm. is an incredible journey you had. And along the way, like the milestones that you set, man, when you were selected for the McDonald's All-American, mm-hmm. how was that experience and that acknowledgement at the time? It was, it was incredible. Um, it was probably one of my favorite moments of my career. Cause when you're in high school, it's what everyone talks about when you're um, playing basketball and you're a top player, everyone talks about the McDonald's all American game. You see it on TV every year. You see, you know, the, the guys and the girls playing. And so it was definitely something that I wanted to do. Some, definitely something that I wanted to achieve. And I'm just so thankful that, you know, people non- nominated me for it. And that's the incredible thing about it is it wasn't like I could submit myself. I could submit a resume. People had to nominate me and choose me for that achievement. And so I'm just so incredibly thankful for that. Um, and it was really, really cool. Oh, it was such a cool experience to play uh, with the top female athletes at the time, the top male athletes at the time. Um, I have, I actually pulled it out the other day. I have, a all the trading cards from my year 2007 signed trading cards from all of us playing i had it in a binder you know i still have my shoes my e-shoes from the game my jersey from the game photos it was just it was an incredible time what i did um playing in that game and it's one that i will definitely cherish and remember um but it definitely came with a lot of hard work a lot of hard preparation um as i mentioned before i was tall but that didn't necessarily mean that i was going to be any good because i still had to get my coordination together i still had to get my life together (laughs) out here on this basketball court but you know through hard work and diligence and perseverance i was able to not just be a tall person but i was able to take what my god-given talents and put them to use on the basketball court and that is what so many little girls look up to right now those are the acolytes, the ones that are in high school right now. They are mm-hmm. looking for that. They, the next Crystal Thomas, they're, they're looking for that. You know, I listen to kids talk all the time and I hear them talk when they're playing at the games and they're, you know, McDonald's all American or, you know, can we make it to the WNBA or can I make it to a, a D one uh, college? And man, mm-hmm. you were fortunate and you made it to every level that people dream of. And then to come out so pure and so kind-hearted to where you just say, hey, you know what? At the end of it all, I want to give back. And I, I want to drop this knowledge yeah. to where you kids can, like, see that it, it's achievable, even no matter where you're from. You know, because a lot of basketball players, let's be honest, they don't come out of Florida. No, That's, they don't. Basketball is no. not a, a Florida thing. We're more football to, football than anything. Mm-hmm. So to hear that we had a player that go from uh, Central Florida – to D1 college, to the WNBA, you set some true milestones and that's incredible to have over your career. Absolutely. I appreciate that. Um, You know, the one thing, and I want to make sure I tell these young people these days is y'all got to be willing to work 
at this. You know, I just because you see people playing on TV, it does not come without hard work. I teach a sports management class and I saw the stats from the NCAA. I want to say it's like less than 2% of high school athletes go to college. And I'm not saying that as a negative stat. What I'm saying is it's not just going to come because you dream it up. You have to put in the work. You have to put in the time. You have to put in the effort to go and chase after what it is that you want. You know, I'm going to say it again and again. I was tall, but me being tall did not mean that I was going to do the things that I set out to do. I had to work at them. You know, I wasn't on my cell phone. I wasn't on social media all day long. I didn't Snapchat going to the gym. I went to the gym. Matter of fact, oftentimes I didn't even have a gym to go into. I played outside barefoot with the neighbors. I went to the park and played. I ran up and down my street. If I couldn't get to a gym, you know, I, you, you made it work. You found a way to get the job done, no matter what my resources were. I didn't really spend a bunch of time with trainers now, not saying anything, but you know, those of you who have access to all those things, don't squander those opportunities. Use the resources that you've been given. Use the people around you to really put in the time, the effort, the energy, and work at this thing. Because if you're not working, there's somebody else that will be. Absolutely. There's somebody else that's hungry for that spot, for that scholarship, for that um, roster spot on a team. Man, Miss Thomas, I just dropped the mic. (laughs) I dropped the mic. Because that is something that, you know, that needs to be said and needs to be heard at the same time. Um, you know, like you said, they see most people on television and they assume because they, you know, they had a talent because they were tall, they were big, they were strong or whatever. That's why somebody selected them. Nobody see what goes on behind closed doors. And you said something that was key. I didn't have a fancy gym. I went barefoot to the court. Um, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, that's if if I was a coach driving by and I see the little barefoot six foot five girl outside, that's the one who wants to go and wants to make something out of herself because you know what? No matter what it takes, she's there. And even if she don't Absolutely. have the kicks on, she's there. So mm-hmm. I, another admirable point about you, and it just proves that hard work can never be defeated. No, it cannot. No, it cannot. And speaking of hard work. While you were at Duke, you put some work in. <laughs> yes. As a senior, you grabbed 300 rebounds. As a senior. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What were you telling I yourself? <laughs> what were you telling yourself every game? Uh, you know, for me, rebounding is about heart. It's about energy. It's about effort. It's not a cute stat. It's not a pretty stat, but it's one of those stats that you can control every single trip down the floor. And so, I mean, I wanted that. I wanted that, that record. You know, I led the ACC that year in rebounding. I wanted that because we had some really good players in our league um, and I wanted it. So I took, I wanted the records. So that means I wanted to go and get the rebound. And, you know, honestly, I was selfish. I was going to get every single rebound that came off the glass. That was the mindset that I had on offense and defense. I was crashing the glass on the offensive end every time. And I was snatching rebounds from people on the defensive end. And, not, and that's the one stat that you can be selfish in. 
because rebounding wins games. I mean, it absolutely wins games. It changes games. An offensive rebound it changes games. Defensively, if teams can only get one shot at the basket, that changes games. And that's the one thing that you can do, always do for your team, that you can be selfish at, that turns into a positive. You know, if you're not passing the ball, that doesn't work for a team. You can't be selfish at that, but you can be at something like rebounding. So, I mean, I was going to get it. I was going to get the rebound off the glass. Nobody else was going to take it. And I made that known to where my teammates knew, like, Crystal's got it. You know, she's got it. She's going to go get the board off the glass. Casey's got it. Um, So, I mean, that was my mindset every game. But just like I mentioned before, I didn't wake up one day and be like, oh, let me, you know, let me get rebounds. I studied it. I studied rebounding just like I would any other thing. Um, so, yeah, I, I was telling myself, I'm going to get these rebounds. So y'all can, excuse me, you can move out of the way. I'm going to get the ball off the glass and we're going to go. And it's going to propel us into our transition game and we're going to get up and down the floor. Man, once again, I love it. <laughs> hey, you know, very few times I find myself just like speechless, but like when you talk about work ethic and you talk about the the attitude that says, I'm going to go out there no matter what, no matter who, no matter how. And then you say, you know what? Not only that, I went above that and I studied how to do that. Mm-hmm. And it showed, mm-hmm. it showed yeah. like your stats are proof. Like a lot of people say, well, you know, they did this, they did that, but in black and white, you're still standing in that division for 300 rebounds in a single season. And yeah. if that ain't the D-Rod, <laughs> the D-Rod of college basketball, I don't know what it is. <laughs> but you're right. Absolutely. Re- rebounding is about heart and hustle. And it's about working hard. Because, you know, rebound is one of those things you say, like, people do not talk about rebounders. But yet, rebounds is one of the key contributors to a victory. Mm-hmm. So it absolutely is. So the year you grabbed three hundred, I can only imagine. <laughs> yes, it, it was on that year for sure. I can only imagine. So even while you was in the WNBA, speaking of that, mm-hmm. while you was in the WNBA, you then again set a franchise record for rebounds <laughs> at the professional level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I know there's a lot of younger athletes that are listening, Crystal. What would you tell them if they want to go pro about being at that level, but also setting a tone and a record at that level? Yeah, so, um, you know, not not everybody gets to go pro, but that doesn't mean that everyone can't work towards being able to be a pro. And while I was a pro, I was not always the best player on my team. You know, I played with Diana Taurasi. I played with Sue Bird. I played with Lauren Jackson. I played with Tamika Catching. I played with Elena Deladon. I mean, these are Hall of Famers, Olympians. They are the elite of the elite in the WNBA. But the thing about them, there's only one of those players. There's only one of those per team. You know, in the, in the WNBA, you probably got two, maybe three superstars on a 12-man, 12-woman roster. So the other nine spots need to be elite role players. Okay. And that's how I made my career is I was an elite role player and I was okay with that. Cause I was still a pro. 
You know, I understood my role. I understood what I needed to go out there and do on the court every single night to be able to go and compete and play at a high level. And that's what I did. And that was one of my specialties was rebounding. So I took that same mindset from college and I carried it to the pros. I mean, I remember a coach told me one time, you know, he was talking about our team and he was saying that we have, there's on average 65 shots in a game. So when you're playing with people like Elena Deladon, who has to take 20 to help us play. I was playing with Christy Tolliver, who she's taken 15 to 20 a game. I'm playing with Emma Mieseman. She's taken 15 to 20. There's only a few shots that are left, and I'm a starter on the team. So I said, well, I can get shots by going to the glass. I can create, I can turn that 65 into 70 if I get several extra offensive rebounds a game. That's how I went and got my points. But I understood that that was my role and I took it very seriously because that's what I needed to do to help my team win games. They didn't need me to shoot threes because I had Elena Deladon. They needed me to anchor the paint, defend, rebound, set great screens, finish around the rim. Those were my job. That was my job and I did it to the best of my ability. And so with that, that's what I did with rebounding. Again, you can be really, really selfish with rebounding yet it contributes to the team. I was great at my role. That's what I did. And again, just like I mentioned, I studied rebounding. And how I studied rebounding was I knew where Elena loved to play. I knew what she wanted to do. So I made sure I was on that weak side opposite block for the rare times that she was missing, I was going to be there. And I studied. I watched her shoot. I would rebound for her after practice and I just rebound. I time it. I'd see where she was shooting. I'd see her tendencies for how she would miss her shot. And I would go and pursue the rebound in practice. So it was muscle memory for me when I got in the game. I was there when she shot the ball and that's how I was able to get those rebounds. And again, it helped my team. And not only did I know where Elena was going to miss? Elena knew I was there. She knew that I had her back and that I was prepared to get that rebound. So I helped my team in that way. And, and that's how I learned to be a pro. Now, there was times when I was a starter, you know, I played every minute. Like I played, remember one game, I played the entire second half and overtime as a 6 five center without a break. I don't know how I did that one, but I did. There was times when, I didn't see the floor. That was part of being a pro, but it didn't change my preparation. It didn't change my mindset and it changed my focus and it changed how hard I competed in practice, how hard I competed in warmups, how much film I watched. I was going to be ready no matter what the situation prepared, no matter what the situation presented itself as, I was going to be prepared for that moment. Um, and that's how I got a whole lot of rebounds as a pro because I put the time, the energy, the effort into it. Um, and I just am so thankful for the opportunity to be able to even compete at such a high level. Um, and I thank the Lord every day for that. And Crystal, you went right back to time and energy and work ethic. Mm-hmm. Like, like yeah. I, I just keep hearing you say the same thing, no matter what you have done in life, it goes back to the time, energy, and work ethic. And yeah. those are key. And this is coming from a professional 
who did it at every level. That is key to hear that you will have to put the time in. You will have mm-hmm. to put the work in and you will have to just be relentless at some point if you really want to accomplish anything. And when you said, give me your stats and give me your background, it's notoriety to it. It's like, okay, now here's somebody telling me the blueprint or the foundation I need to start from and then let me see if I can accomplish these things. Then I can take it to probably another level. But first, let me let me get on ground zero. So hearing it from you, Crystal, I think means a lot because you have done a lot. You have seen a lot. And honestly, you played at the highest level. So that is a congrats to you and a big ups. And now that you are coaching the next generation, when you see yourself in players, how does it feel knowing that you're an inspiration to so many young females? Oh, yeah. I mean, I just, I don't think I can say enough about my passion or desire to give back. You know, for as many things as I've done over my career, as I mentioned, you know, it does, for me, it means nothing if I can't pour into this next next generation. I know how many people poured into me to get to where I am today. And so I have said from the get-go, you know, the Lord gave me the story. The Lord gave me this talent to give back to other people. And that's what I'm going to do. So when I'm coaching my girls, training different people, you know, I'm going to instill that same work ethic. I'm going to instill that same, you know, focus and drive into them that I had. Because I know how far that can take you, not just on the basketball court, but in life as well. You know, there's a lot of distractions. There's a lot of things, no matter what career you pursue, that are going to take you off of your path or your vision. There's a lot that's trying to tear you down, but you have to continue to stay focused, work hard, put the time, energy, and effort into it. And that's how you'll see success, no matter what situation you're in. So, you know, as I'm coaching these girls, that's exactly what I'm trying to pour into them, what I'm trying to teach them, what I'm trying to tell them, and just really you know, really hammer that, that mindset home because uh, we live in an instantaneous society. You know, we love instant gratification. Everything comes to us in an instant, but in something like sports, it's not instant. It's a process. It's a grind. It's a hustle. And you have to be willing to put forth that, um, the energy and effort on a consistent day in and day out basis. So as I'm talking to these young kids, you know, they may not want to hear it, but that's what I'm telling them every, you know, every day that I'm with them. And that's, that's what they need to hear. And I know sometimes like we don't want to hear what people tell us and during that time frame. you know, we were all young at one point and it was sometimes mm-hmm. I reflect on things a lot of what people told me when I was growing up. And now that I think about it, I was like, they were wise. Those, those people were wise because they were actually trying to, become a navigation system to help me so I can get through some tough roads and avoid some tough things. And I'm quite sure when you speak, you know, although you may not think they're listening, trust me, if they want to be an athlete, you're the person they should be listening to. They should be chimed in like, Mm -hmm. because everything you say or have said has been proven. Not too many people could say that. Right. Right. I mean, (laughs) Not too many people could see that. And, um, you know, just by having you come on to Underscouted and being able to spread your message through Underscouted, 
that means a lot to the community that we serve because what you just gave us, we're giving it back. And whoever ears it goes through, I hope it fires them up on the inside to realize they just got to work at it. Um, and like you said, not just on the court, but work at stuff in life. And, you know, stop worrying about social media and start worrying about mm-hmm. your own, worry about your own self first. I mean, there's going to be time for that. But when you're trying to build yourself and get to know yourself, you don't need to be looking around for everybody else to give you this direction, especially through the Internet. <laughs> right. No, no, no. Everybody has something to say. No. <laughs> yes, yes, man. Ms. Crystal, um, on behalf of Underscouted, I just want to thank you for the time you gave us and the opportunity you gave us to interview a WNBA player. And we wish you much success and to keep your message going strong and stay blessed. Thank you so much and best of luck to everybody that's listening, Corey, with all that you're doing with Underscouted. Thank you for pouring into this this next generation of young athletes and all that you're doing to help build them up and um, allow them to be to be seen. Thank you. We would like to give a thank you to our sponsors, Magaya Watches, Keep the Time in Sports, and Maria Adorno, Realtor of La Rosa Realty, helping families open doors to their dream homes.